0: It is Wednesday, December seventh.
1: I'm Scott Sedenberg, and I'm A.J. Hoffman. Baker Mayfield has been claimed by the Rams. And Jimmy Garoppolo rises from the ashes. Here comes maybe. the Vegas truth.
2: This is
1: straight out of Vegas.
3: Give
1: me a
0: We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day
1: Baker Mayfield finds a new team. He will be the quarterback of the LA Rams. Jimmy Garoppolo avoids a serious Liss Frank injury and could
0: actually return for the playoffs.
1: And a major upset in the World Cup. What is the lead, Scott? We're going
0: to start with NFL news and notes
1: because there's so much to get
0: into what happened yesterday in the NFL as we prepare for week 14 of this season, which will kick off this week Thursday Night Football, which is a matchup that we're going to (laughs) watch. Raiders. (laughs) There's sports teams playing. Yeah, the Raiders take on the Rams, and the Rams could have a new quarterback for that game. They have signed Baker Mayfield off of waivers. They were the only team that filed a waiver claim for Baker Mayfield, who was released by Carolina. What an interesting season it's been for Baker, AJ. He gets traded from the Browns because they signed Deshaun Watson, but then again, you know, with the whole suspension, it it was just whatever. Uh, Then they trade him to the Panthers. He agrees to take less money. It's like a prove-it situation situation. He's not any good. And he, <laughs> he proved it. He gets hurt. and <laughs> Baker
1: Mayfield <laughs> proved that he stinks.
0: Yeah, and, and they just wanted to go in a different direction. Now they're going back to Sam Darnold after P.J. Walker, Texas Ranger, was playing. Baker asks
1: to be released. He gets released. The Rams pick him up. And here we are. And here we are. Baker Mayfield got the playbook for the flight over to L.A., uh and because the outside of Stafford, the Rams are dealing with other quarterback injuries. John Wolford uh is dealing with a neck issue, and it's pretty obvious that Bryce Perkins isn't mm-hmm. the answer. Uh although I mean listen, the, the Rams held up okay in that game. Uh Baker, like you said, could start as soon as Thursday and has a chance to prove it again. I I don't think it gets any easier here. Uh, you know, the Rams, it seems like the Rams are using the rest of the season as an evaluation of future pieces. Th- there's yes. no other explanation as to why Aaron Donald is missing a game when he's never missed a game in his life, you know. Well, people- you
0: want to talk about a team that sold out to win a championship. And then
1: that's it. Let it all turn to crap after. It was the, it was the Florida Marlins. Remember that year? They, they did it twice. They, yeah. It's just did go in all in. They did it in 03. All right. Who are we resigning? Nobody. Get the hell out. We won. <laughs> what are you talking about? Beat it. Uh, I guess we love the Raiders on Thursday night. I don't know. Um it, it, The Rams surprised me this week uh, against the Seahawks. I I thought that they were just rolling over and dying, Mm -hmm. and they played the Seahawks tough, and the Seahawks, much like the Raiders, a team with a lot to play for right now.
0: Because that's the thing. You know, we always talk about tanking, right, and how players don't tank. Mm -hmm. The organization can not put the players in the position to succeed. Right. But those players, they're, gonna are, play hard. they're playing hard, especially guys that don't usually get playing time. Because those guys, the backups, the backups to the backups are playing for their livelihoods.
1: And you're going to get the best performance out of those guys. Yeah, so the, you're going to see Baker Mayfield. And I think this is part of why Baker's here, to help evaluate some of the other talent. It's hard to get a read for if a receiver's any good when Bryce Perkins is playing with him. Like, it's just, there's a there's a level that you've got to reach. And I don't know that Bryce Perkins reached that. I don't, who knows if Baker Mayfield will reach mm-hmm. that. It uh, hasn't looked like it this year. But Baker wanted out because he couldn't start. He didn't have any you – know, they told him he wasn't going to be the backup – It only made sense for him to go, and, you know, the Rams are are in desperation. And not that they, again, have any chance of making anything, but they want a real quarterback, at least a a serviceable one, to see what what the rest of their guys look like.
0: The other big story in the NFL, Jimmy Garoppolo might actually return from the playoffs, before the
1: playoffs. Yeah, where did this come from? Yesterday, it sounded like he was dead, but then he got a second opinion, and they say, no, it's not Liz Frank after all. You can rehab it. And it could be a seven-week timetable. Do a little math here. Super Bowl, 10 weeks away? Mm. You're saying there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. Mackenzie. if the 49ers were to get that
0: far, and they do it with Brock Purdy leading the way, and Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy enough to play in the divisional round of the playoffs after you just won with Brock Purdy, On wild card weekend, is Jimmy Garoppolo starting in the divisional game?
2: It's a tough question. I think he is. I think you got to start him. I mean, you don't ride the guy that got you there.
1: Listen, are you assuming that Brock Purdy is going to be the reason the 49ers are winning games? I don't, because I don't think anybody assumes. But as long
0: as he's not the reason they're losing games, if they're not losing, if they continue this run, if they win a division title, if they win a home game on that wild card weekend, and then get to the divisional round. Do you just bench him? Yes. I mean, yeah.
1: You this is your starting quarterback. This is your better guy. This is the Purdy guy. Purdy that- played
2: three great quarters. Jimmy G played like four great games. Like you look at week nine on, number one fourth quarter winshare team, San Francisco 49ers. Purdy's part of that. Jimmy G was a bigger part of that. He's playing great football, or at least he was. I think you gotta bring him back. But I'm not talking about as if this was next
0: week. The, the, they have five more games left. Let's say Brock Purdy leads them to wins in all five games.
2: Hey, he looked good in the preseason. He looked really good. There's a lot of people that were watching tape versus Miami. If he's playing better than Jimmy G, then you, your, then you then you play him. want you play Purdy. I want
0: exactly. I want you to put yourself in this mindset. The 49ers, with Brock Purdy as the starting quarterback, just Rolled off six straight wins, beat the Bucks, Seahawks, Commanders, Raiders, Cardinals, and then uh, let's say you're beat making the, this, and then let's say beat the Giants and the Wild
1: Card. You're, game. you're making this seem like it's uh, what's happened in Washington. Where if, if Carson Wentz is ready to play again, well, too bad because Taylor Heineke's taking your job and the team's winning. The difference was the team wasn't winning with Carson Wentz. The Niners were winning when Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo was here. So it's not like he's done anything to deserve losing this job. Or like I, I think that they realized, okay, if we we won with Jimmy G, if we keep winning with Brock Purdy, great. But Jimmy G
2: gives us the best chance to win long term, or at least to, yeah, big Purdy would have to play shockingly well, which he might. But he'd have to be Brady. He'd have to be Brady. Because, you know, like, to be crazy. Because Taylor Heineke hasn't
1: played well, mm-hmm. he's still got that job because they're winning games. And yes. when Carson Wentz was there, they were losing games. Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't losing games for the 49ers. One more piece
0: of NFL news and notes. Odell Beckham Jr. was reportedly going to be a member of the Dallas Cowboys. We saw him hanging out with the Dallas Cowboys, right, the other night. and Well, apparently now he had his physical and – They have concerns that the recovery from the torn ACL is not far along enough that would ensure that he
1: plays before mid January. Yeah. So it basically sounds like he doesn't know. They don't know if he can play this season. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, if he can't play this season, Dallas isn't, they're not interested. And I don't think many teams are going to be interested in bringing him on for next year if you don't get the bonus of making a playoff run this year. Yeah.
0: So with that. Being said, do you think that the Cowboys take a chance
1: on him, or does OBJ remain a free agent until next season? I think OBJ remains a free agent until the offseason because yeah. if, if why pay a guy who can't play? And let's face it, OBJ, this is not like we're talking about Justin Jefferson right now. This is not like a prime top-tier receiver in the league right now. This is a guy who's coming off a major injury who maybe he can play, maybe he can't, but this isn't OBJ from five or six years ago either. One last NFL note, the Tennessee Titans announced yesterday that John Robinson, general manager, relieved of duties. And this is interesting because Robinson was just he just had a, got a new contract this last offseason. The Titans have won double-digit games ever, you know, for going back how far now. Mm-hmm. They're in first place in the division. Uh, do you real do, do you think that this is really more about AJ Brown and they, I... somebody in the front office is embarrassed they said let's not trade AJ Brown and this was just embarrassing egg on their face and they said someone's got to go sorry John you've done a nice job but it's you
0: it's it's ironic that the, the timing of it but it's crazy to think that maybe this was something here that the ownership did not want to trade AJ Brown the ownership wanted to pay AJ Brown John Robinson said no uh, we have to be fiscally responsible here. We can win without him and whatever or 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 maybe it was Mike Rabel who disagreed with the move and John Robinson's decision was to trade A j Brown rather than to pay him and then A j Brown absolutely dominated them and they lost the game to the Eagles and maybe his maybe his entire like future was staked on on this performance. Imagine that they're sitting I mean, there. Maybe. They're sitting there in the office, going, "Well, when we play the Eagles next year, uh, and he does nothing, you're going to see that I was right." But you remember think
2: it hurt that also trailing Burke, the one draft pick they got out of it was knocked out in that game. It's like he got nothing for it. it yeah. This guy's one of the Super Bowl, maybe.
1: But it's wild because you think. I mean, this is the guy who drafted Derrick Henry, the guy who drafted AJ Brown, drafted Kevin Byard, drafted uh, Jeffrey Simmons. Drafted- like you said,
2: six straight winning seasons. Yeah,
1: it, like the guys, but the, he's put together
2: a, a roster.
1: That's been a, a maintained winner, which is rare in the NFL these days. It just seems odd that a guy who's been there since 2016, you just re-signed him in the offseason. after this game, you fire him. There's it's just de- strange. There's definitely more to this story, and, and I don't, never had a losing record. Yeah, <laughs>
0: there's definitely more to this story. It could have been as simple as when after the game, when people met up in the facility on Monday. Or there, or Tuesday, there was uh, words exchanged, and it was, "Hey, clean up your desk." Yeah, and that's it. It could have been as simple as that. Things happen, but this is certainly bizarre uh, from a team that has had so much success with him at the helm.
1: I mean, think about like teams like the Texans, who, you know, Nick Casario still like he's he's on like his third coach. There's the roster doesn't look like it's getting any better, and he's okay. Um, You know, it, Brian Gutekunst uh, from the Packers, like, looks like his roster's just fallen to dust. He seems okay. It, all these guys seem to be surviving everything. And then this guy who has been a consistent winner, ah, you're gone. See ya. What a surprise this morning. We have RJ Bell
0: joining us early here on a Wednesday. Now, question, RJ. I was you... jogging
3: by the office. Well, this is
0: what I wanted to ask you in all seriousness. <laughs> He is wearing wearing a headband. I (laughs) must say, this is. Have you, like, have you slept? Is this late Tuesday night for you, or did you nap and wake up? And is it early Wednesday morning?
1: No comment. Okay. Do you smell perfume on him? Is that that why you're
0: asking? (laughs) Is that that glitter or sweat? (laughs) I'm always curious because, like, I said, I said this on yesterday's show. uh, Like, we don't. There's no sleep. It's just naps.
3: Well, here's the thing. My default time when I was in high school, because I'd miss a lot of class, <laughs> is I would go. This is the true story. I would listen to David Letterman or watch David Letterman. Mm-hmm. twelve thirty. I love In the eight, middle, middle of the 80s when I was like 50, I love Letterman. And then for about three years, they had Star Trek repeats, the original. And I would watch that and fall asleep about one. Let me think. It'd be 230 and wake up at 8. Yeah, it
1: wasn't good. Can, can I ask you something about life, not yes. not football related? Oh, yeah. It sounds like you never took high school very seriously. I had
3: a 2.58 GPA and I cheated on Spanish too.
1: How did you flip the switch when you got to college? Like what? Like did you just say, "Okay, I realize I've made it this far. Effing off. I can't do that anymore. I've yeah. got to take it seriously." How did you do? So it?
3: I went to college. I had the exact same attitude, and I would have probably been, you know, whatever. Not good. And then just by happenstance, I mean, I used to, this is the God's truth. I used to buy my books like the fourth week of a 10 week quarter. It was just like I I but I the thing I did was, kids, go to class. You know why?
1: Because they'll they'll the read will from tell, the book.
3: The professors will tell you what they're gonna ask because they're so egotistical, whatever they think is important. So mm. the lectures are so much more important than anything. And I would always go to class, but I would hard I wouldn't study till the night before. I'd be doing no dos, like literally crushing up no dos and snorting. I mean, I,
0: I was the exact opposite. I never went to class, but I I'm I'm a very good independent studier. So I had the books, I did the assigned reading, I got A's on my papers, B's on my tests and everything. My you know, but I would get lower grades because my attendance record. And then I would have to explain to the teachers, or I'd have to go to their offices at the end of the semester and, and say, I know I missed six classes and I know your rule was you can only miss three or else you fail, but, it look, doesn't
3: at, apply to me. but
0: look at my, <laughs> look at my test grades. When I'm a nice guy. And look at my test grades. Look at my paper grades. You clearly see that I understand the material.
3: This sounds like more work than it would take just to go to class. And and,
0: and honestly, you know, college is a service industry. I pay to go here. So <laughs> if my experience for myself is better off as an independent studier, then why can't I do that? I got your syllabus. I read so, your so book. How many,
3: how many people would be convinced? Yeah, I mean, it took me
0: seven
1: years to graduate. <laughs> <laughs> There's your answer.
3: Now, what happened with me was I that first quarter, we were on quarters back in Ohio State, so three quarters a year. I happened to get all A's, meaning that I just had classes I liked, whatever – and I thought, you know something, I looked at that first report and I go, I can, I can just do this. And from that point, it was lucky the first time. It just had fell into play. At that point on, I took it seriously at least you know as serious as you can if you don't get the book to the fifth week. But like I would stay up I would not go to sleep at 4 30 and not get you know get up at 6 30. Yeah. I would stay up. And then once I wanted to go to you know my goal was to go to Yale law school, and you know, I thought I might want to go to Harvard. Is I took it very seriously, like my third year, right? Got the LSAT, did very— So once
1: you had established goals. Yes. Yeah.
3: And in four years, I got three A-minuses. Wow. So, and uh, I did get into Harvard. I did not get into Yale, which is where I really wanted to go, because I think Mackenzie said his sister had the same thing, is at Harvard, there was at the time, there was 450 kids that would get in a year. At Yale, there was 150, so it's like one-third, and at Yale, you had to take one year of law classes and two years of any graduate class you wanted. I was going to take philosophy, like all the stuff I wanted Mm -hmm. to take anyway and come out with a Yale law degree, which is, you know, Clinton, one of the most prestigious, of nothing. but Harvard was like three years of law classes, a bunch of corporate types. I was like, nah, I'm going to hang out in my hometown (laughs) for a couple of years.
0: You want to study a bunch of tort law? Co- <laughs> What's Contracts. Like? I'm just being a Boston guy. Re- that
3: reminds <laughs> me of on The Sopranos. Remember, they wanted her to be a, a pediatrician, and she was just going to be a lawyer. Yeah. And, and Carmela was mad. Disappointed. She went to Columbia. Let's do a little NFL.
0: Would you rather me go to Montclair State? (laughs) Woo! All right, let's talk football. A conversation AJ and I had on Monday morning show. We were reacting to Sunday's slate, and we were thinking about the injury to uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and how the 49ers now shape up for the remainder of the season. What's the bet you would make right now in the NFC? Because I think if, correct me if I'm wrong, if Jimmy G did not get hurt, I think your answer would have been the 49ers.
3: Well, I don't know because the 49ers had a lot of love. It's one of those things where the market has changed in the last 10 to 15 years in the following way. Now the wise guys, the, the bookmakers are so attuned to what the wise guys are playing. Even if it's 70% of the money's one way and 30% is the other, if the 30 is the sharp money, the bookies are fine with being lopsided. And to me, the question is where was the value? You know, meaning the 49ers would have been what uh, eight to one. Well, I'm seeing like six. Well, I'm seeing six to one at the end. Like a oh, couple yeah, days ago, last week. Yeah, so it's six to one, and that's to win
1: the Super Bowl, not just the yeah. NFC. Yeah,
3: so I, I think that that if you look back, you could make the case when it was like in September they were twenty one to one, and now there's value. But, boy, that, that defense convinced them so much, mm-hmm. the, the market. I, 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 Fezzik loved the 49ers. Yes. And amongst the Sharps, that was, that was the favorite. And Dallas, too. It's kind of interesting. Both those teams had a lot more support than, let's say, Miami, which would be analogous, a team that's kind of surged this year in the AFC.
1: So now Philly, Dallas getting all the love. Mm-hmm. 49ers not getting love because of the injury. Though Minnesota hasn't gotten love all year.
3: All right. I agree with you, Minnesota. But let's back up a second. What team could have a third-string quarterback and be twelve to, for the rest of the year and be twelve to one?
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I don't think there's any team.
3: I mean, Shanahan is getting more respect. It's like they're saying this guy can make anyone competent. I don't think that's true. He's Mr.
0: Relevant, Brock Purdy. It was not right, just anybody. <laughs> yeah,
3: but but here's the thing: what what is the Shanahan record without Garoppolo? Terrible. So he they don't have Garoppolo. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever said his last name. <laughs> just, just say G. It. But like I heard someone—I don't, you know—it doesn't matter where—that was trying to say to his name, but saying his last. Why? It was like they met. They said it three
1: different ways, three different. <laughs> different I swear, the, the the former quarterback for Clemson, I've called him DJU all year because there's just no point in me trying to say it wrong. Yeah, but you're
3: we a we professional broadcaster. You're I supposed know. to have
1: that, that Jonas. I it. I get most of the names right. <laughs> I just can't get his <laughs> Uyungale, yeah, it's Uyungale. itself. Uyungale. Yeah. Of course, Uyungale, Uyungale.
0: Tongaviloa. <laughs> By the way, I remember a couple Ooh, e- a couple of years ago, that was a major debate over how to pronounce Vailoa. People yeah. just didn't understand how T-A-V I stayed. Is I stayed out of the debate. pronounced tongue, tongue. Where's the ng coming from? Uh, tag,
3: tug. What? So if you, if anything, I think the love of San Francisco here. Makes there be presents an opportunity if you don't believe it's warranted. And we did a little back of the napkin, Fez and I, during the last pod again. And what we have, as you guys know, we got our market report comes out every Tuesday morning and our recap of what just happened. Two separate pods on on the second one, the recap. We were talking about if you just did the math and say they lost about three and a half points, is what we're downgrading what Fez is downgrading the 49ers. That comes out to be about going 10 percentage point. Drop per game. So if you assume they'd be about fifty percent to win four games with Jimmy G, because some on the road, some neutral, whatever, right? But they're going to be underdogs again. They would have been against AFC if it was Buffalo or KC. Mm-hmm. Maybe even Cincy. That's mm, that'd be a pay, probably a pay, well. Right now, San if San Fran if Jimmy G were healthy, they'd be favored over Cincy. I think okay. the point though. I I think I'd like Cincy. I think I would too um the it was about 16 to 1 is what the math is four times a coin flip if you go at 40 percent it's uh what was it 64 to it would be what 16 times uh and then two more times 48 to 1 16 to 1 48 to 1
2: it's a big difference
3: (laughs) yeah it's a lot bigger payout than 12 to 1 sure which is what the market's offering
0: so that's interesting what you brought up Couple of AFC teams, so let me ask you: Who is the bet to make in the AFC right now, and is it somebody outside of the Bills and the Chiefs?
3: So I love my ticket on Cincinnati against AJ.
1: Which ticket? What do you have? We did a uh, book it, bro. Book it, bro. Yeah.
3: And what was my Cincinnati odds like? Twenty eight to one or something?
1: Uh, McKinsey has those. I, I, I'm not. I'm not certain offhand, but yeah,
3: something. I I like Cincy. You know, I think if you could make the following case. All right, and tell me if you—interrupt even if you Mm -hmm. disagree. You got last year's Super Bowl runner-up that could have won the game easily. It was down to one play and a couple plays in the fourth quarter. They lost no one—in fact, they probably improved. If you think of the young players getting older and the offensive line injection, that this is a better team on paper. But starting the year, appendicitis, which Mm -hmm. caused him to miss time, and physically he was a little off. Yes. You had an O-line that was new, maybe better, but not, co- not cohesive yet. Not playing together yet. Then you lose Jamar Chase for a big chunk of the season. Finally, though, as we hit the home stretch, uh, Chase is 100%. Um, the quarterback's playing as well as he ever has. All he does is cover. <laughs> the defense with a defensive coordinator that is becoming a star. Do you know how to say his last name? I don't. <laughs> That's your assignment for tomorrow. Okay. I think it's Amarillo, right? Lou Amarillo. Is that?
0: Anarumo, Am-
3: right? Anarumo. Anna- I don't think it's. He's Italian. I think. Anarumo. I think. Yeah, I think like amaretta sour. Hey, yo, Anarumo. I love an amaretta sour. Mm. All right, he is a up and comer. He might get a head job. I got to tell you something. This is feels like a perfect storm for Cincinnati. And now with Lamar banged up, maybe they win the division.
1: It's entirely possible. I still think the offensive line is going to end up biting. They're playing
3: them. really well against Kansas City, they he got hit two hit two times.
1: Yep, yeah. that was an impressive game. I want to revisit our
0: team drafts from before the season on the DreamPod. All right,
3: all right.
0: Oh boy, I haven't even looked at these. Well, he's in a been long holding time. this back. Yeah, 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 yeah this must be real good news so, for him. I think I think AJ's eliminated. Oh, with, <laughs> with as so, Steve with, as Fezzik would say with eliminated with you might agree rams yes. broncos oh god pats steelers ravens vikings
3: ravens have a chance okay and the vikings you got to give them <laughs> credit right.
0: i think Fezzik is eliminated <laughs> with tampa bay green bay the raiders san francisco I, hold on, hold on. san francisco new orleans and the commanders I thought you had Tampa Bay and Green Bay. It was, it was it differs, a it different. different drafts. Drafts. Okay, okay. We're, we're, this right. is the team draft first. All right. Now this is winner take all, right? It, no, no, no. This is the team draft. Is the composite between the win record and then extra points for the playoffs? Oh yeah, I oh, got yeah. no chance. Now you and I have an interesting <laughs> battle.
3: All right, all right. I have the Bills. All right. the Colts. The Ooh. Eagles, Ooh. Dolphins. You know, I was so mad. I was picking next. I wanted the Eagles, but go ahead. I would have dominated.
0: <laughs> Dolphins. That's good. Browns uh-uh. and Giants.
3: Now, the fact that that's his teams and I'm in it.
0: Yeah. It shows you, you how good I am. You have KC. All right, all right. The Chargers, mm. Cincinnati. Okay, okay. The Titans. Okay. Cardinals and.
1: Mm. And the Cowboys. Ooh, oh man! <laughs> that probably felt like a flyer at the time, and now yeah, it's like it was your it. last pick. That's the way I do. It, is baby. the Cowboys? I think so. It, how
3: many deep did we go then? We went 16 deep, or 20? We, or 20 we deep?
1: went
0: one, four. two, three, four. We went six each, and I think our lowest so was 24
3: dropped. deep. So the Cowboys yeah. were like somewhere in the 20s. Yeah, everyone was down on the Cowboys. God, I, I know value. I pluck it.
0: Pluck now, it. in the auction draft, uh, the one where you made fun of me because you. Uh, Say that I spent all my money oh, on the Buffalo Bills, and if you
3: look at the odds, you, you probably still. Overspack. I did. I overpaid. It's
0: fine. I wanted the Bills. I
1: overpaid. Uh, I have the Bills, mm-hmm. the Broncos. We Forget about that. I was just reminded you have Dallas because of the trade with Fez. That the much, uh, the much <laughs> discussed oh, yeah, and maligned. Wait
0: a minute. In my notes, it says. In my, yeah. In my notes, it says uh. here. It says three hundred dollar Fezik bet if RJ trade helped him. But it should have been the other way around. The Fezzik trade helped RJ. Uh,
3: all right. Let's just continue.
0: Auction auction <laughs> draft. The only teams that matter right now, I have Bills and Eagles.
3: Okay. That's okay. good.
0: You, mm-hmm. RJ, in the auction draft, yeah, yeah, yeah. as Fezz would say, eliminate. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> so
3: it's Green Bay and Tampa. I went with the no, old no, guys. No,
0: this, I'm, I'm in, forget about that draft. Okay. Right. I'm talking about now the auction draft, which is Super Bowl winner or bust. Okay. Yeah. You you have the Bucs, uh-huh. the Packers, okay, okay. the Rams, and the Commanders.
3: Hey, Commanders. Keep hope alive. I remember. Remember I celebrated when I, I said they're the last team that could win it. Yeah, you yeah, That's you exactly what yeah. I said. And you know what? They're my last team that could win. It. <laughs> and well, Tampa's still uh, They're going to win the division. They're going to have a home playoff no, game. You're right. With Brady, you never know. Yeah. I, never I, know. I know you want to get
0: out of here, but let me keep you here for a couple more minutes. I want to ask about the Pittsburgh I gotta Steelers. i got to finish my workout, but go yeah. ahead.
3: I get donuts on workout. the way home. Though. I get donuts.
0: <laughs> I want to ask about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right now, they are I five Fez. and seven. I took Fez on the pod last week with this. They are five and seven. They're right a different now. team. They've won two straight games over the Colts and Falcons. They play the Ravens this week without Lamar Jackson, likely. Mm-hmm. Then the Panthers,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Raiders at home,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: the Ravens again. Mm-hmm. Who knows? And then the Browns at home. Is Mike Tomlin going to do it and not have a losing record again?
3: So is it me just talking? to The Browns did. Does did Watson seem tight? Yeah. This his first game <laughs> in two
0: years. Oh, I right. <laughs> see what you did there. All right, that didn't go over my head.
3: <laughs> um, how many? So let's think. How many do they have to win of the final to get to nine?
0: To get to nine, they would have to win four games.
3: And they got six games. left?
1: they got five.
3: There's only five.
1: They're five yeah. and seven.
3: Uh, no, they're underdogs. But I tell you this, they got a fighting chance.
1: You know what they need? They, they need a tie in there. Tie.
3: <laughs> you know what's funny? That's true. You know what's funny, though, is the, eight, Ravens, eight and one. Are the yep. Ravens, are the Ravens, the, well,
0: they almost did that last year. Yeah. Are the
3: Ravens the last game?
0: No, the Browns, the Browns are. are. Oh. But okay. it's in Pittsburgh.
3: Okay. No, I was just interested. The Ravens, let's say they were locked up for the division or whatever. Oh, and there's sit Lamar,
1: sit everybody, yeah. No,
3: they wouldn't. They probably wouldn't oh, they just stop. Would. stop
1: <laughs> Yeah, That's <hardball>,
0: Harbaugh. <hardball>. So the Steelers are eight and eight, and it would be the, the one game.
3: I, I think it is a good segue, though. One, quickly about Pittsburgh, Tomlin—he he looks more intense now than he does he did when the Pittsburgh could have won Super Bowls. There's something about coaching an underdog that agrees with him. There, it really—I agree. And I used to—I swear to God, three years ago I was down on Tomlin because I knew Big Ben was reaching the end, but Big Ben at the end, his last three, four years of good years before he blew out his elbow, he was like fifth or sixth best quarterback in the league. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, he was that for about 10 years. And we didn't get to a Super Bowl since 2010. That's just not right. You can't have Big Ben for 10 years and not get to a Super Bowl. And I thought Tomlin just wasn't buttoned up enough. But now it's like what he did, what the Steelers did. When they when Big Ben went down and it was like this is perfect. It was the second game. It was like we aren't happy. Went down, but it's like we can get a top draft choice, pick his replacement. The next week, for the first time in fifty years, the Steelers trade their number one pick. That was crazy, but they went eight and eight, and it ended up being Fitzpatrick, and it was a really good trade. Mm-hmm. So to me, what they did that year and what they've done since, when they were eleven and zero with that team. I got to tell you, Tomlin's gone way up in my mind,
1: and I hope he gets it. I think doing it with this year, with I think what he assumed was going to be subpar quarterback play this year. Well,
3: what do you think of the quarterback? I think that I think a lot of a lot of potential.
1: I think so too, and I I, I think Pickett is playing about as well as you could have expected someone drafted in his position to be playing. Most people thought Kenny Pickett wouldn't even have to touch the ball until next year, yeah. and if, for him to come into the game as soon like as early as he did in the season. And be playing as well as he is now, I think is very promising. And he's
3: got more physical tools than I. I was worried he was just always going to be so physically limited. It's
1: because of the baby hands It yeah. worries everybody. Mm-hmm. That,
3: that, that that and it's true. And listen, there's going to be time. I mean, Big Ben could do a full pump. And he could throw as hard as he would, and, and his pump and, yeah. was the best in the yeah, league because yeah. his hands were so. Nah.
0: And he was able to fight off defenders with oh. his with with his left arm and hold the football in his like right a bear hand. Palm. Yeah,
3: people, it's been ten years. Watch the two – when Steelers did go to the Super Bowl in 11 against the Green Bay, they beat Baltimore in the championship game. That was the last of the hardest-hitting games I've ever seen. If you watch that today, it'll be like you'll start cringing because (laughs) seriously, they wheeled like four people. It was like a war, and they don't have those games anymore. Ah, Big Ben, where have you gone? (laughs) One last thing, though, if you don't mind. I think there's some interesting teams that probably aren't making the playoffs that are better than the playoff teams. Detroit, right? They are favored now well, yeah, over look, Minnesota. Yeah, at the line, yeah. It's crazy. So imagine this though with Detroit, AJ. An open question for you guys is if Detroit started the season, the first five or six games, as hard as they've been the last five or six, and then we were at that point of the season, where would
1: they be ranked? They'd be the New York Giants.
3: No, because they, they, they be, haven't been having lucky wins.
1: That's true. They may be ranked higher than the Giants, too, because the Giants— They'd remember, be ranked crazy higher than the Giants. Because the Giants, no one had expectations of them coming into the year. Remember, people were kind of high on Detroit coming the into hard the year. Knocks, the hard knocks
0: factor. Yeah. People were very high on the Lions. The, lines. Well, the uh, thing is, the Lions are a different team at home than they are on the road. And that's something that they'll have to correct if they want to really be a serious team. They average over 30 points per game at home
3: But how much of that was road. that the road games were when they were injured— because St. Brown be. is, a, is a key. And Swift. Yeah, I mean, I got to tell you, if you look at the EPA stuff since Thanksgiving, Detroit's defense is like number 11 or 9. Yep. I mean, it's right there, 9, 10, 11. And their offense is what? When they're healthy, it's one of the top five or six. Yep. I mean, this, is, this could be one of the uh, top 10 te- or it's certainly a top 10 team right now. Had
1: they held know. off Buffalo. They'd be a half game out because of the ties with the Giants and, and Washington. And I think you'd bet them to make the a half game out of the playoffs.
3: Oh, I would. They'd yeah. be
1: six and six right now.
3: Well, remember now Seattle is in that. There's. Yeah. I mean,
1: mm.
3: here's the, if they beat Minnesota, there's going to be talk.
1: Yeah. Know? I mean, so And they're at the Jets, at
0: the Panthers, Bears, and Packers to end the oh season. Oh my god, it's very winnable. Very winnable.
3: Do you realize how good it was for New York and Washington for that tie
1: because of Seattle? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Because had, Seattle had the tiebreaker against the Giants. That's been invalidated. Yeah. Yep. Boy, and if the Giants win this next one, I think Washington's good enough to keep winning and mm-hmm. make up for it. I don't know if the Giants are. That would be the worst thing that could happen to Seattle.
0: Wouldn't it be amazing? Because it was this scenario a couple of weeks ago. Well, actually, last week. All four teams in the NFC East could make the playoffs.
3: Well, I think it would, it's now obvious, they it's never
0: fake. it's never happened in the history because now we have the seven teams. But
1: now it'll be... The whole division makes the playoffs? I mean, the Giants would have to sweep the Eagles, which uh, seems unlikely.
3: Uh, well, to make the playoffs?
1: I think so, yeah. Crazy.
3: What's a, what's uh, 538 say right now? I, I mean, I think they're like a, right around 50% right
2: now. The Giants
0: now. are the sixth seed right now. The Seahawks are the seven. Commanders are the
2: eight. 538 says 51%. Yeah. yeah. So what do you – I mean, there's no way they're – They've got three division games left. Okay. Well, I mean, you, so argue, either, argue
3: with Nate Silver. They're no, saying fifty-one no,
1: percent. No, we're talking about all four teams making it. I'm oh, saying yeah. it's it's highly unlikely that all four teams can make it because if,
3: oh, you're saying because one wins one. Okay. Yeah, oh, it just well, if Seattle time, lose a game. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. And I mean, you're right that getting some wins from Philly would be. In, oh, Dallas is making it regardless. Yeah,
0: yeah, Dallas right. and Philly are going to be in. Dallas is nine and three. I mean, how, yeah. So the
3: Giants got two games with Philly.
1: Two games with That's Philly. One with Washington left.
3: Yeah. All right. And if they if they win that one, I think it's. I think Washington can still make it. Because they only got one more game with mm-hmm. Phil. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, I, I tell you, I think Washington's better than people think.
1: Absolutely. I mean, so. Heineke's the real deal. And I th- disagree with this that. Guy can play. I think. I think Washington's yeah, I, like San agree Francisco. Francisco. Heineke's like their a leader, their the team team game is, manager. Like the their winner. team That's is pretty needed. good, but I, I I don't think Taylor Heineke's going good at back to the Lions, So they're surging right now. Mm-hmm.
0: They also are going to have a top draft pick because of how bad the Rams are. Mm-hmm. Do they go quarterback?
3: For sure. I. I they golf will not be their quarterback in two years. If they go quarterback now or do something else, I don't know. But I almost think for sure they will. I mean, golf can't be. I mean, he he's perfect for the. It was a perfect trade if you think about it. You get a guy that keeps you competent. And here's what people don't realize that when they talk about tanking, you have to play good enough to evaluate your other players. Mm-hmm. And that's something coaches talk about that other people don't even get. But it kind of makes sense. If you're so bad, the guy can't throw. The, I mean, the Houston's it. I tell you this. I was high on Houston's plan. I'm not anymore. They are worse now than they were last year. They, they don't, <laughs> With nothing Mills in place. Is a backup. They got all these draft choices. You could have done something. I mean, you talked about the NFC East. It was a seven-win team two years ago philadelphia right that made the playoffs so that was supposedly the worst division in the history of the nfl and now maybe the best division in the history of the nfl if they end up getting at least by four potential playoff teams
0: amazing ah
3: the nfl got a lot for long <laughs> by the way last team i think the raiders i think they would you rather play right now like let, let's think about this detroit or seattle if you had to play, a I'd rather
1: play Seattle right now. Yeah,
3: Detroit or Giants. Oh, I'd rather uh, play, I'd, play the Giants. And I in the AFC, I'm not sure if the Raiders rise to that level, but I think they're getting close. They're because they could have won. You were on them. I made fun of you, mm-hmm. but now it looks like there's some truth to it. This is a pretty good team, and somehow their best tight end has, isn't playing for yeah, on reason.
1: IR. Ah, Vegas,
3: <laughs> I'm okay at this, huh? Not bad. Maybe I'll keep I'll keep, I'll keep like, at it.
0: I feel like you should set your alarm
1: and, and, <laughs> I, I, and come I, in off.
3: And... I only jog once a week. Okay. I mean, you know,
1: it, it's bad on the knees. And RJ, RJ's wearing, like, I don't know if you remember this. You might be too young, but you remember your coach back in, uh, in, yeah, the, in the bike shorts? shorts. The yeah, bike, like bike. the bike. Yeah. Yeah. With, with the metal snap. Yeah, RJ wears coach's shorts. He's got Storked his high, got his high socks with the stripes. Yeah. <laughs>
3: You see these
0: songs? He's not even kidding. <laughs> I but do like the reflective shoes, though. So. It's, it's,
3: it's titanium, though the snap down yeah. so, you know. Yeah. But I've grown up.
0: Thanks, RJ. All Good right. morning.
3: <laughs> a quick
0: update of what's going on at Major League Baseball's winter meetings. The Philadelphia Phillies, after they signed Trey Turner to a massive deal, they have added to their pitching rotation, bringing in former Met. Taiwan Walker on a four-year, $72 million contract. They also uh, signed left-handed reliever Matt Stram. So the Phillies, after losing in the World Series,
1: pushing the chips to the middle of the table. AJ, I love it. I like it too. My thought was, I wanted to ask you this, what kind of a a pitcher is Taiwan Walker now? Because I remember like the mid-2010s, he was very strong, and then it feels like he was hurt for like a five- or six-year run And then he looked good last year for the Mets. He had a really good year last year for the Mets. But I I mean, is this a guy? Is this like a really risky signing? Because it seems like this guy has just been unable to stay healthy most of his career.
0: But he's a fifth starter. That's all you're asking him to be. You're not asking him. It's good money, man. Money's money. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, in Major League Baseball, it's monopoly money. I guess and, so. And I, I used to love this when I used to host shows locally uh, on the radio, and, and people would be complaining about how much money a free agent got, and I, my answer would be like, "Is it your money? Yeah. Like, okay, uh, and, and okay. So if ticket sales go up, guess what? Don't go to the game.
1: But if you assume as a fan, even in a non-salary cap league like the like MLB, you assume that you're. Favorite team has X amount of dollars. They're mm-hmm. going to be willing to spend if they spend X amount of dollars on Taiwan Walker. That leaves Y amount for other things that you may want. So that's why I think you, people can look at it and go, "Oh, this is this is an outrageous uh, misuse of funds."
0: I think they see their roster right now. They went all in last year by acquiring Nick Castellanos and Kyle Schwarber. They have JT Realmuto. They, they got Harper now. He's coming off the, the surgery, but they'll have Harper. They just pushed the chips in with Trey Turner, and now you have a start. You have a starting rotation that's got Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, Ranger Suarez, and now you bring in Taiwan Walker. and And I, I think it's a solid rotation. I'm, I'm curious to see what happens with Noah Syndergaard because he's a free agent. Do they bring him back? Were they happy what they got from him in limited time last year after they acquired him from the trade? Uh, I'm I'm very curious to see what happens with Noah Syndergaard and if he goes back to the Phillies or if somebody else signs him. But I think Philadelphia's doing a great job here in this offseason. They deserve a ton of credit.
1: Speaking of who's going to be the favorites in the NL East, the Phillies. Oh, really? Over the Mets? Yeah. Okay. Are you saying maybe just because Verlander?
0: And uh, well, I mean, I
1: guess you lose DeGrom, but you gain Verlander. I, I, maybe it's maybe it's a, a net neutral, but. Yeah, I, I think I think it's got to be the team that just went to the World Series, right? Yeah. That has
0: now, that is now added Trey Turner. One yeah. of the best one of the, you could argue Trey Turner's one of the top 5 players in Major I League Baseball. I won't argue against it. Yeah. So they just added one of the top 5 players in Major League Baseball and yeah, I think it's going to have to be probably the Phillies. Uh the San Francisco Giants are a busy team. Uh they signed Mitch Haniger to a three-year, $43.5 million deal. a uh, pretty good outfielder, slugger, uh, You know, had some good years with the Seattle Mariners. And this is just adding to a team that is trying desperately to bring in Aaron Judge. And so now you look at this roster that you're pitching to Aaron Judge, and you're saying,
1: hey, we got Jock Peterson's back. We got Mitch Haniger, got Mike Yastrzemski. Sounds like you've got a lot of outfielders already. That's what I'd say if I'm Aaron Judge.
0: Well, Haniger could be a DH. Uh, you know, like, hey man, we got we got some talent on this team. We're ready to win. And you're the missing piece. There was a report from John Heyman, a baseball writer, who said that the deal was done. The judge was going to the Giants. He then backtracked and said, Nope, the Giants have not heard from Aaron Judge, and he had jumped the gun. I on lied. The I hate it when reporters do that. Like, oh,
1: I'd rather him at least come out and say, yeah, "I was wrong." Yeah, we we've gotten
0: to a point in this Twitter world that it's better to be first than right, mm-hmm. and so everyone just wants to be the first guy to report it rather than being the person that gets the story right. Anyway, uh, the Yankees are still believed to be the favorites to land Aaron Judge. At least that's what they're saying on New York local radio. That 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 Judge, even though San Francisco is making a big push that the Yankees remain the favorite to
1: land in. Is there, a, McKenzie, is there a line for Aaron Judge next team on, on DraftKings or FanDuel, something like that? One second.
0: So the other big story is Cody Bellinger, who gets a one-year deal, kind of like a Baker Mayfield, a, a, a
1: prove-it deal. I love this. One year, $17.5 million with the Chicago Cubs. I think this is awesome for the Cubs, and here's why. The upside of Cody Bellinger is the best player in the National League. Yeah, he was an MVP. The, the downside is one year Gold Glove outfielder for a year. Yeah, like I mean, you, it, it, at a minimum, he's a great defensive outfielder, mm-hmm. first baseman, wherever you want to put him. And it's a one-year deal with, with very little upside or very little downside, and just a massive, massive upside. This is a guy who now has he been very wishy-washy, flaky, roller coastery? Sure. Mm-hmm. But, man, if you, if you catch him on one of those good years, that's lightning in a bottle. And people want to say it's a ton of money and he
0: stinks. But you're right. This is about potential because at one point he was the most valuable player in the National League, and he's only 27 years old. What do you got here, McKenzie?
2: Looks like the Giants are favored according to the latest odds. Minus 150, Yankees plus 110. Looks like it's just those two teams.
1: All right. I'll take the Yankees at plus 110. All right. Is that
2: you, are you playing with your heart? of course, the dastardly bookies, if he goes to a third team, Everybody loses. Well, in the dastardly bookies, read those two implied odds. Right, here, right, right. 60% for the Giants, 48% for the Yankees. Oh, what's that add up to? 108%. If there's a 108% chance of uh, teams he goes to, then you're, you're in the money. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess that's that's why there's no room for other teams. He's 108% <laughs> like surely he signing with one of those two teams.
1: Uh, he's going to give it 110%. though. <laughs> <laughs> Massive, massive upset in the World Cup. España goes down to Morocco. Who saw that coming? I, I don't. I certainly didn't. But didn't Mackenzie Rivers see that coming?
2: No, no. Spain wasn't playing great since their 7-0 victory in the opening round. The last two games wasn't so great. But it wasn't that shocking. I think uh, to put some context on it for American listeners, it was like a one losing versus an eight. And actually, like in the uh, NCAA tournament, tournament. in the NCAA round of uh, 64 teams. And we talk about that in pre-production. Well, I got my NC database here. The last 73 times, a number one played an eight or a nine in any round. Nine and a half point favorite. That's about a minus 550 to advance. Spain was minus 550 to advance almost exactly. We call it okay. pre-production. All right. Good for
1: us. Yeah, I guess that, that makes sense, and it does seem like a, a similar I, I think the biggest thing here is that it's name recognition, right? Like,
0: everyone looks at Spain and Morocco and thinks right. that this has to be one of the biggest upsets of all time. And I mean, usually
2: it would be. Usually Morocco is more like Saudi Arabia, where it would be like a 10-to-1 shot for them to even get a draw in 90 minutes. But this is probably, like, the best— Loyola Marymount team ever or something like that. This is the best Morocco team ever. (laughs) They actually have players that play in real Premier League action. Chelsea players, Hakimi, the guy that scored the last penalty. You know, he's a starter on the best teams in the world. That's rare for Morocco. And uh, they took advantage of their, you know, golden generation. Yeah, so
0: it, it would be like like a very good eight nine, like a team that deserves to be an eight nine seed in the NCAA tournament, like a like a VCU or like you said, like a Loyola that people aren't familiar with beating
1: somebody with name recognition like a Duke. So we are set with the final eight. That would be called the quarterfinals. The Dutch taking on Argentina, the Dutch, Croatia and Brazil, England and France, a little Channel rivalry, Morocco and Portugal. As we learned, also a little channel rivalry. So,
2: uh, battle for Iberia. Yeah.
0: Does Portugal, <laughs> does Portugal, uh, avenge their brothers in their border brothers in Spain? I don't know. And do, defeat Morocco. Do the Portuguese
1: and the Spanish get along or are they like, uh, oil and water? I don't know. If they got along, they'd speak the same language. I think you're right. <laughs> so, I think you're right. <laughs> Maybe, uh, yeah, that'll be a fun
2: one. Well, but, Mackenzie, who are we looking for to advance here into the uh, into the semis? Brazil's going to beat Croatia. They got about a 70% chance. Argentina, Netherlands is the biggest toss up. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a pretty big toss up. Argentina minus 160. England, France actually is a toss up. France only minus 130. Portugal won by five goals yesterday. They are minus 310 to beat the upsetters, Morocco. Uh,
1: speaking of Portugal, Cristiano Ronaldo on the bench for the Portuguese. What's happening? Is Cristiano Ronaldo no longer one of the top players on the team? Or is this a, a this an attitude thing? What is this? Recently
2: released with no compensation for Manchester United, one of the biggest clubs in the world. He's a star falling. And people talk in the NBA about the hewing theory. People respond to that. Well, it happened. So This is what happened. In South Korea, the last group stage game, he had a little bit of attitude coming off the pitches, they say. He got subbed, and he did not like it. The coach said, uh, I didn't like his attitude, and he didn't play him. The guy that replaced him has played four World Cup games before, now has more knockout World Cup goals in his career than the great Cristiano Ronaldo. Six That's a statement. I'm really fascinated to see if they play him because it seemed like, all right, we can win this game. We're going to send a message. But now, that was their best game of the tournament without him. I I think he's going to come off the bench.
1: And as we know, my uh, World Cup pick, was Belgium. Who will they play in this round? Belgium, uh, they are eliminated. What? <laughs>
2: says are eliminated.
1: What? How'd that happen?
2: What uh, the hell? Of the
0: eight teams that are left, who's got the longest odds? Is it Morocco?
2: Morocco and Croatia both are exactly 35 to 1 to win it all. Brazil, the favorite at plus 175.
1: I'm going to pass on those two Morocco and, and uh, Croatia. I don't think they're winning it.
2: Croatia made the final in 2018, but yeah, they're not as good as then. Is Luka Modric on Croatia? He is. That's he a is. This is a swan song. He's probably like one of the best players in the world and the most popular sport ever. And AJ's like, he's a made up guy.
1: Yeah, that's, <laughs> a, that's a made up person. That's five time Champions League winner, man. Five time. Is is Bojan Bogdanovic on uh the
2: Croatian team? He's he's a fan, but no, he's on he plays basketball. Oh. Okay. What about Luka Doncic? Slovenian, uh, yeah, that's so racist. Also a fan, yeah. Come that on, man, that is so racist. How about Dino Raja? Arvonis Sabonis? Does no one know
1: Dino Raja? No. Am I the only one who remembers Dino Arvinis Raja? Sabonis, man, I I just showed my age by remembering and his son, the great and Dino, his son, Dino Raja that's it. Right, Who is he, man? I want to know. <laughs> Dino Raja was like one of the uh, one of the first like Europeans to make it in the NBA. He was like Tony Kukoc era. Well, that was Drazen uh, Petrovic. Drazen Petrovic was another <laughs> really shrimp. good one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but Dino, I think Dino Raja got drafted like at the late '80s, and I, I don't know how long his career was—maybe four or five years in the NBA. But just a, a random, uh, random guy that I know was from Croatia, and mm. now I've, ate, I've dated myself. <laughs> and even our NBA expert is like, "Who the hell is Dino Raja?" Dino
0: Raja know. Bell, got him.
1: Yeah, uh, no, no,
0: wrong <laughs> guy. Good podcast. <laughs> Uh, so that will uh, that. When's the quarterfinals begin? Friday. Yes, a couple right. days
2: off. All uh, two matches on Friday. That'll be fun.
0: Let's turn our attention to the association where we will not be naming European basketball players unless we're talking about what they did on Tuesday night. But let's talk about the Cavs beating the Lakers, Mackenzie. This one was an interesting game as far as the way it started, what it was supposed to look like, versus what it actually ended up looking like.
2: Right, it was one of those days, every time you check the odds, the Lakers were a little bit bigger of an underdog, and it didn't really make sense why. I thought the Cavs, you know, I lean that way, they're a much better team at this point in their in their franchise's trajectory, but something was going on. Eight minutes into the game, reported, oh, Anthony Davis has the flu, he, he can't really play that much. And he played eight minutes, one point, this is a guy averaging 35, you know, Oof. MVP candidate type numbers. And it, it showed. Cavs win by 14. Everyone that uh, had an inkling that Dave, someone's wrong with Davis, well, they made money today.
0: Damn, if you would have found out that he was dealing with this, you could have
2: just hammered all of his unders, right? Exactly. And, and if they would you have, happen to bet they his over. To, they had to pay it out. If Yeah, exactly. All the people that bet under got paid. All the people that bet over got a refund. So it, everybody's a winner.
0: Oh, uh, So the sports books did one of those things, like the yeah, FanDuel's yeah. and DraftKings of the right world. Thing. They, they, they,
2: they refunded the overs on it. And also, if you're, like, a really sharp handicapper, I think you had to have this pick because the Cavs, number one in the league at preventing points in the paint. Evan Mobley's, like, designed to stop Anthony Davis. So good good matchup for him anyway, and there's always a chance of injury. That's why betting unders is just the way to go in the NBA prop market.
0: You know, everyone's getting sick nowadays. This happened on the ice last night as well where Sidney Crosby was – a game time decision because He'd puke on the ice. He, well, he missed skate. He missed skate yesterday because uh, dealing with an illness, and the, the Penguins were favored, and they wound up the line actually increased as it was announced that Sidney Crosby would play. But let's say you were the type of person that wanted to fade a Sidney Crosby. Like because he's dealing with an illness, and that's the kind of person I am. Maybe this <laughs> this Anthony Davis situation could have happened where he played a little bit and then decided I don't really feel so well. Yeah, Crosby scored two goals last night, so oh, damn yeah. It. Good luck fading that guy. Said the kid having an incredible season. Uh, with that being said, let's get to a little Wednesday evening look ahead.
1: L.A. Clippers four point favorites at the Orlando Magic. The Hornets plus nine and a half. At the Nets, the Lakers back to back plus seven and a half. At the Raptors, is that a
0: fade spot because of the second out of a back to back here?
2: Generally, you want to downgrade a team two points. You know, you got to look at situations whether it should be more or less than that. It
1: should be. I mean, the situation would mean your best players puking all over the, the team <laughs> playing. That seems like more than that, right?
2: I think I think you got to make it two and a half
1: minimum. All right, the Atlanta Hawks one and a half point uh, dogs. Excuse me, at the Knicks, the Pacers catching four at Minnesota. The Pistons on a back-to-back as well. They are 10-point dogs at the Pelicans. Thunder plus 6.5 at the Grizz. The Wizards plus 5.5 at the Bulls. The Kings plus 6.5 at the Bucks. The Warriors, 6.5, big number tonight. Warriors plus 6.5 at the Jazz. And McKenzie, what do you
2: make of this? The Celtics, 1.5-point favorites at the Suns. Celtics hugely upgraded even from the beginning of the season. These were, you know, two title contenders. Now the Celtics, three and a half points better. You look over at their title odds; they now have half the payout as the next best team, the Bucks. They are surging. In the Vegas markets. Let's take a look at what's
0: going on on the ice. You got a TNT doubleheader. Game one will be the Sabres at the Blue Jackets. Second out of a back-to-back for Columbus after losing in Pittsburgh last night. Buffalo is minus 135, total of 6.5. Your second game of the doubleheader here in Vegas. The Golden Knights hosting the Rangers. VGK minus 155 with the total of 6.5. And a half. Capitals are at the Flyers. Washington, minus 140. Total, six and a half. The Wild are at the Flames. Calgary, minus 155. Total of six. The Bruins will be in Colorado to take on the Avalanche. Boston, minus 170 over the defending champs. The total is six. Coyotes at the Oilers. Edmonton, minus 292. Total of six and a half. And the Canucks visit the Sharks. Vancouver, minus 120. Total of six and a half. Head to pregame.com to get yourself on board with any daily package or season-long package, whether it's uh, my NHL package. McKenzie's got his NBA, AJ, college basketball, all rocking and rolling. And how about this? We are giving you an opportunity to win some incredible prizes in our free college football bowl bash contest. Here's how it works, AJ, because... It's bowl time. It's the best time of the year. You have to sign up at pregame.com. Click on contests. Find the bowl bash contest. It's free to enter. That's the easy part. Then you got to make picks on sides and totals only. 20 pick minimum, 50 pick maximum. You don't got to pick 50, but you got to pick 20. You can pick 50. The best winning percentage wins the prizes. How many prizes? Well, we're giving out prizes for the top 10, not just the top one, two, or three. First place $500 cash plus $500 in pregame bulk dollars. Second place $250 cash and $250 in pregame bulk dollars. Third place $250 in pregame bulk dollars. Fourth place gets $200 bulk dollars. And fifth place through 10th place. 100 pregame bulk dollars. Once again, go to pregame.com, click on contests, find the bowl bash contest. It is free to enter, so join today. And if you have not signed up for pregame.com yet, what are you waiting for? When you sign up for pregame.com, you will earn a free $25 in site credit just for signing up. You can use that to get a daily best bet package. For Mackenzie Rivers and AJ Hoffman, I'm Scott Seddenberg. We are straight out of Vegas. A.M.